and crew nick say hi hey everyone justin what's up guys and jesse how's it going everyone and of course i did forget to mention this is episode number 67 wow cannot believe how quickly this is going flying by man it's been a fun ride though right especially lately oh absolutely oh yeah it's been a lot of fun lately (laughs) yeah been it's been a, it's just been god you know we have some of the coolest listeners i gotta tell you and before we get into the what we've been up to this week i, I just want to take a quick second you know you start dealing with these uh computer website issues and and crap you know of course larry stepped up and totally helped us out and i was talking with another listener jay and he and i get the bullshitting back and forth and I said, you know, I started talking about a few things that we'd like to tweak. And he says, let me take a look at that stuff, man. I'm like, all right, you know. This guy totally came in and just, boom, made a bunch of cool changes to the web page. And it's just because they just want to help. How cool is that? Yeah. We really appreciate that because we suck. <laughs> <laughs> we do. When it comes, we're you guys have no clue. I mean, when, you get, I mean, when, when we're... <sighs> We are amateurs. Totally. We have no clue yeah. what we're doing. I mean, we're, we're learning and yeah. we're slowly chipping away and making progress. But in the grand scheme of things, we still suck. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's uh, the learning curve is steep with us when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, and then God knows we couldn't just bite off a little bit at a time. No, shit. Why do no. you go big or go home, man? Oh, it's, sure. it's like a second hobby, man. <laughs> second. Yeah. Should I work on the heli or should I go and read up on HTML coding? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go make myself miserable for a while or enjoy the day. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to make a quick mention because that is just so cool, uh, Jay, and everybody else who's offered to help in one way or another. It really makes a big difference. So thank you. Kudos, dudes. It's been a crazy week here. I don't know about you guys. But it's been cold, cold beyond cold around here. Cold beyond cold. cold. Can you can you quantify that, please? Yeah, what, we need Dude, value. It is so cold that the ice is shivering. That's how cold <laughs> it is here. It's just ridiculous, and um, it's starting to wear on me. And I wonder why do I live here? Why do I live here? Ugh. Mm-hmm. I keep asking people if they have extra rooms. <laughs> You got an extra room? I'll come stay with you if you live in warm weather. But it's just been miserable. I did get a chance to go flying on the first day of the year. It was awesome, but it was cold. Nice. Of course. 
I've decided that I absolutely do need to get uh, one of those warm weather gloves. Or, you know, the radio gloves. The transmitter gloves. Transmitter yeah. glove, yep. Because At least you're you're prepping ahead. You know, I'll probably get one midsummer. <laughs> for ne- <laughs> next winter. Yeah, <laughs> just in time for a year from now. And then you'll lose it. That's what I did. I froze <laughs> yeah. all winter that w- the first time. And I was like, well, this sucks. I'll order one of those. So they were back ordered and it took like three and a half months. I'm sitting here in the middle of June out there. All of a sudden I get this box from Hobby King. Like, oh, sweet. This is great. Thank you. I need this now. This and then the I mosquitoes. lost it by the next winter. So I had to buy one all over again. Um, I I definitely, I, I had that, that styling new RCHN hoodie, which by the way, those are so freaking warm. Are they not? They're yeah. really warm, man. Yeah, they're nice. I had I had to take mine off earlier in the week when I was at the field because it wasn't that cold. So yeah, and we had the sun shining, the black hoodie. I was actually I was I was warm, but my fingers were horribly cold. And I would fly for a few minutes and have to land and shove the hands into the pockets and the hoodies and it just was but I figured what a better way to start off the new year than to fly a helicopter. Absolutely. Exactly. So I braved the elements, and here I am. Didn't crash. Got a couple flights in, and uh, it was kind of fun. Other than that, I haven't been doing a whole lot this week other than, uh, you know, the typical, you know, fighting with computer stuff like we do. That's a a daily occurrence. (laughs) It's, It's like you wake up and have a bowl of Wheaties and, Step in the ring with the HTML code. Yep. And it, if it's not one thing, it's another, dude. And it whips my ass every time. It just totally does. So what the hell? What's been going on with, uh, let's see. How about Justin? What have you been doing? Did you crash this week? No, I didn't crash, but what? I didn't fly. Oh, well. No fly. <laughs> He's back. Yeah. So, <laughs> no you know, you guys back. heard from the last episode that I crashed uh, the, everything. the gasser, right? Every, yeah, everything. <laughs> What's that? All of them. Yeah, Every, I crashed all of everything. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I ended up having all the parts that I needed uh, in stock in my spares to get it back together. So threw that back together over the weekend. And I don't know why, but I felt uh, I felt compelled to fly on the first day of the year. Yeah. Right. I, I sort of felt like it would be wrong if I didn't, whether the weather was good or not. So, yeah. Anyway, I went out there. It was cold as hell. Used my transmitter glove. My buddy Mike at the field was gracious enough to donate some uh, of those little hand warmers that you shake and it heats up. Uh, and I put about, let's see, I- I'm up to almost a gallon through the gasser on the break-in. So slowly but surely, we're getting there. We're finishing it up. But still no crash, huh? No, nothing, oh, man. Wow. Although the lighting was pretty bad. I was flying without a canopy, and uh, yeah, it's it's not a happy time. Mm-hmm. You're asking for it, although yeah. you've got. The we did some extensive on studies that, right? on that. And <laughs> yeah, Jesse, yeah. can you uh, can you publish those results when you get around to it? Yeah, but definitely. wait, you we already did. Laid didn't out you? the shades of gray and when you need a canopy, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what did you just say? You've been reading Fifty Shades of Gray. Uh, you, no. <laughs> is, that, is that what the, you just said? The 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 shades of gray. oh the shades yeah the of... it's okay okay yeah. probably got a little muffled you know. So. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Right. Jesse's not into reading the mommy porn, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. So what? What else, man? 
Anything else happened this week? Uh, Not much, man. I got to fly. That was good. Um, hoping that I can do the same in the next couple of days, although the weather doesn't look all that great. Uh, you know, still putting some testing on the, the MKS servos. Uh, obviously, not all that much because it's still in break-in, but I'm getting some promising results in terms of total consumption and temperatures and whatnot. So, you know, I, I may not be able to do a full, um, you know, 100 flight thing in the next couple of weeks, but what I'm probably going to end up doing is, is sort of uh, round one of the review and that'll be the write-up and a few minutes talking on the show. Uh, and then when the weather is good enough to allow me to fly more, I'll do a sort of recap round two after we've put in, put some flights on them. We really need to move this whole operation to like Arizona or something. Dude, that it would, would help sense. a lot. <laughs> so easier to test. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Screw it. Let's just yeah. do it. Justin, can you get a transfer? To Arizona? Yeah. No. That sucks. Nope. Just quit your job then. Screw it. Yeah. All right, Nick, what have you been up to this week, dude? Mm, Me and Jesse went flying last weekend. Yep. In the snow. In the snow. Yeah. Is that where that awesome video came from? Yep. Oh, my God. That is so That was so impromptu. Dude, that picture that you put on the Facebook is so incredible. I, it's weird because it it wasn't like, I I didn't do anything intended or, or nothing. We were just out there all the time. I mean, that's just your normal. Yeah. That's my normal. I always screw around doing weird autos, especially in the morning. I happened to walk over there. You do, you do them in the morning when the, when I remember watching you do them at Othello, man, when the, when the dew's on the grass. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. When the, when the bailout doesn't work. No, no, that, <laughs> that was that's mixing it in with the triple sow cow. Is that, is that Justin kind of ribbing you for crashing? Is that is that yeah. what I'm hearing? And for autos, you huh. know, man, I I gotta <laughs> wait, 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 no, 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 my shots when I can. Justin, no fly the jackhammer poochie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember why you got the jackhammer? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's okay. I I can dish it out. I still love that video, by the way, Justin. That you did. The video you did. Oh. No fly that, my dick. That you posted on the forums. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's uh we, we kinda got off of Nick's photo. Dude, that photo that is it's just it's such an incredible picture, man. Yeah, it seems to it got real popular and it got passed around a yeah, lot. It did. I don't know. It was just fun. We we're just boys being boys. I got to tell you, I, the video is cool too, but I, 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 there's a couple, I made a couple of references in that, uh, in posting on that video that I'm really disappointed nobody picked up on. I made a, a footprints reference. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nobody picked up on it. I was disappointed. You know, was that the heli carrying you in your time of need? Cause I didn't see any footprints next to it. Yep. Yeah. No one picked up on it. I know. It just wasn't that funny. It was funny. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. it wasn't. <laughs> Man, you guys, I, I don't know. I gotta I gotta seek out a better grade of people to hang out with. Up your standards, Dan. So but then on top of that, I saw the video response essentially that's what we'll call it. The guy, I think from Russia was it, that posted the video of his <laughs> uh a t- <laughs> Dude, <that was> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
He came. He had it. He did. He had it. Like he had it. He came in right. He had good speed and everything, and then he toe picked it. Yeah, a little too much elevator. Little too much, and it did. It did like a real sweet little double loop, little sound cow thing right there, and then (laughs) boom, flopped over it. It was pretty funny. It didn't look like it really. It might have popped a link or something. It didn't look like he did. No, but it was just like. It was funny. You could almost hear the heli like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he used a little too much uh, too much negative and too much forward elevator. <laughs> There's an art. It took me. I I bounced a lot of them yeah. get, learning how to do it. And even the one in the snow, everyone was like, oh, yeah. Ooh, uh. But like I know from from shooting autos all the time. The distance on that was strictly because of the snow. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've done I've done ones that long on just like marginally damp grass, but you could it was snowing so hard that you lost all your depth perception. So when yeah. I would shoot it way up into the air, I could barely see the heli and I couldn't I couldn't hear the blades, I couldn't see the blades. So it was just kind of a, okay, I'm just going to guess on my collective and just pull back just a little bit on the elevator. <laughs> and you even hear in the video, like I didn't, it it, it wasn't a well-executed yeah, auto, believe it, it or not. It didn't touch down. Like you could have touched down a lot sooner. Yeah, you you heard the blades like bark right before, yeah. like at mm-hmm. three feet. And I'd never bark them because I usually come in a lot faster than that. But Well, look. Here's what I think is really cool about that, and I and I can I just I I see this happening if ever we decide to throw a fun fly together, an RC Heli Nation fun fly, which at some point we would like to see that happen. But I I, I see a contest, right? So imagine if you will, two red lines on the flight line. Now the idea being, of course, we'd have to maybe get some a water tank to water down the flight line, right, to get keep it moist. Mm-hmm. So the idea idea being you come in and your skids have to touch down somewhere between those two red lines and the measuring distance is from the furthest red line to where the helicopter stops. Whoever gets the longest airplane auto wins. That, that would, would be work. sweet. That'd be rad. You'd be you'd see a ton of crashes. I know way yeah, more would be great. I, I don't like the whole I mean, I, I understand there is a there's a place for them like accuracy auto contest, but nah, I want carnage. <laughs> yeah, the accuracy re- thing is not that exciting. No, the one we did at Snohomish. I mean, now that was fun. I mean, Andy, oh, that Andy, was. Kim, yeah, hey. he took out a you know like the ten by ten canopy out there and yeah. <laughs> attempted. I don't really know what happened. It was like. Here's my auto, and then he just watched it go in. Yeah, I mean, he didn't still, even get to use the canopy. <laughs> and was it just like went way before that came into play. Adam's yeah. like, huh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but uh, a blade stop sounds good. I've never <laughs> done one before, but I'll give it a try. Yeah, this yeah. guy, I mean, Adam, it, it, he's I mean, it awesome. stopped the whole fun fly. I mean, people were into that competition. Oh, yeah. I, I've never watching. seen an like, auto yeah, contest. N- never. And it just like, you know. Followed suit, Dan, where it's like, oh, uh, we need people for the auto contest. By the way, Nick, <laughs> you're going. And I'm like, what? What is it? Every fun fly I've been to with you. Everyone. Man, everyone, you've been somehow signed up for the auto yeah. contest. 
I just get signed up. But it, it was fun. Yeah. And yeah, Adam, that was that was great. Because here's a guy who doesn't shoot autos. Uh, I, I don't even know if he can do like an inverted auto. And we're all down there. You know, Alvin Chai was he did a a flipping auto, and uh, I did like a double pirouetting, a double pirou flip inverted auto, uh, which turned out great. And I was all excited about, and Adam's like, all right, I got nothing pretty much. So, uh, we're just going to go out there and <laughs> hang them all out, man. Sacrifice my helicopter. And nice. if it works, I'll win. Sweet. Yeah. Let's see. What did, what else did it do? Oh, um, yes. Finally, finally, we got digging in episode number three mm-hmm. recorded. Yes. Oh yeah. It's, re- it's, reco- it's recorded. Yeah. Yep. It is Which, recorded. But. <laughs> but. <laughs> go ahead, Dan. Come on. I, Take your shot. Oh, my God. I, um, let's see. I'm trying to figure out how long I'm going to make Nick and Justin wait for this edit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it wasn't. <laughs> It, it probably wasn't the easiest edit for Dan, everyone. Picture, okay, so like imagine walking through the mall with a couple of like 13-year-old girls in front of you and you have a notepad and it's like, okay, on the count of three, you're going to take notes on what they say. Ready, set, go. <laughs> and you're, oh my God. And then you're going to make it sound good. And then you got to make it yeah. sound make sense I, in the end. I have a bit of a different analogy. It's real similar to that, but my analogy goes along the lines of this. Imagine you are standing next to a mile stretch of railroad track and along comes a train and it just massively derails. And your job is to pick up all the pieces and put it back together. And <laughs> I thought he was going to be, I thought he was going to get all profound on us. No, he yeah. was just leading up to yeah. a train wreck. <laughs> now it, I, I'm giving these guys a little bit of shit. It's not that bad, but look, I, I, I'm working through it and this is really shaping up to be a really good episode. I mean, it's a lot different. It is different. Yep. But it, you know, here's the it, it is, it explains things in such an easy to understand fashion that even I now, even me, right, the guy who really doesn't do technical stuff, I even now have a better understanding. And if Dan can get it, there's hope for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was inspiring. I even cleaned. It gave me so much inspiration to finally get that done. I cleaned my hobby room. I saw the picture. Like the whole thing. Yeah, Rearranged. Got my sound room done in the back. It was, wow, fun. Is that what that, are you sure that's what that little room in the back the is The little for? booth thing? Doesn't? Yeah. Looks, uh, looks, more like a, looks more like a S&M chamber to me. It's soundproof, so <laughs> use it as you wish. <laughs> That is a sweet room you've got, dude. The only problem that I see is the fact you got to pack all that shit up and down the stairs. I know. Well, there's really not. I mean, it's a basement. Yeah, no. Dig a big ass hole in your yard. <laughs> cut a door in the wall. Simple. I could. And then just drive your truck right to the door. You no, know, I was here's actually. The problem with it is that you got to like open drawers and boxes and shit to actually get the stuff that you want. I'm going to post a picture of mine. <laughs> Mine's all out in the open, dude. I don't got to open yeah. shit to get to my tools. <laughs> Actually, what did I, I sent a text. No, to yeah, Nick, you did. Like, dude, yeah. 
that's really nice. You don't want to see mine. I actually lost my gasser for a few minutes yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I don't have to open up shit to get tools. I, well, I can't find tools, but, uh, but you don't have to open anything. Don't have to open nothing. But so, yeah, because of that, though, Dan, do you because I get this all the time. Do you get this where you're you're working, you're using like a two millimeter hex driver, right? And you're tightening up the frame screws. Uh-huh. You put it down. You get some Loctite. Literally 10 seconds later, you turn around and it's gone. It's gone. It's in the abyss. And then you spend 10 or 15 minutes trying to find it. And it was right there. Or longer. Yeah. The whole oh. damn time. <laughs> Dude, I've got to the point where I've got like three different sets of tools just for that purpose. Like three different sets of drivers because <laughs> of all the same <laughs> size. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. That's I, it's awesome. rough. It's redundancy. Rough. You got to have redundancy. It is rough. That's for sure. The axe showed up too. Yeah. that We oh. talked about that. Did you guys last it? week? Yeah, but I haven't. No, I'm going to get some. Uh, I'm finally just getting around to. We got to figure out where we're going to get some batteries for it. I got, I do have some uh I got some blades coming for it. Nice. Uh we just need to pick up a couple batteries and then it's It's go time, baby. It's nice. go time. I just need to figure out where I'm gonna fly it at to do a video. I'm not quite sure yet. I got some ideas. Though. Take it down to Costco and do it there where the where the Canadians come to get the melt. Oh my god. Scare the Canadians away. I don't think anything <laughs> would scare them away. No. <laughs> No one it's gets the milk them and their milk and the gas. Oh yeah. Now it's the gas too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah it started with jugs. milk, but now it's gas. They'll pull, pull the up gas. at the Costco gas station, you know, this like little teeny regular car and you got two of them in there and they get out and they open up the trunk and there's like 13, five gallon gas cans in there. Are you serious, dude? I oh, swear yeah. to God. I swear to dude, God. Dude, the Costco here's like that too. Not Canadians necessarily, but. It's just so much cheaper to get gas. Yeah, it's there. like forty percent cheaper down yeah. here for them. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So they just—it's like a driving bomb. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Where's population control when you need it? Hey, Bobby, you mind if I light up the cigarette? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my. Oh thing. no, we got an overturned semi on the own ramp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about time. <laughs> it's it's about time, eh? Sorry, Larry. Well, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, Larry. Well, Larry, Alvin, uh, all the rest of the people I know right across the border. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anything else happening, Nick? This no, uh, I'm good. You're good. All right, that leaves the compass guy. Did you crash that son of a bitching thing yet? I didn't, but I actually got the 7HV put back together. So, oh. finally. So, I did, like, as Nick said, got out last weekend a little bit. And then I got out two days this week as well. So I put about like, 10 flights on my 7HV yesterday. So, Dude, you are hardcore, man. You are hardcore. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. very, it was really clear out yesterday. But yeah, it was, it was cold. Cold as being like you know, right at freezing. You got, youth, I got to add, you man. got youth on your side though. We, yeah. you know, we're all excited about this, uh, the whole, uh, for the warp. And I mean, I'm, I'm I was super pumped for it. Like super pumped just that we were, you know, had the opportunity to do that. So thanks again, Nankin and Compass. But I have, I mean, I, this was the first time I actually really got to see it and watch it fly. Pisses me off. But you didn't get one? <laughs> yep. Huh. Yeah, dude, it's impressive. It is, yeah, it flies the good. Most robust, little, beefy, burly. I mean, yeah. it's like the 
the, the stuff on is like 500 grail. size. Whatever. Yeah. Well, here's oh. the thing. I watched the snow day video and for the first like 20 seconds of Jesse flying the thing, it looked to me like it was a bigger heli than a 450. Now, you know, it's probably somewhat because of the snowy white background, but that thing flies big too. Yeah. 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 No, it does. It, it's sweet. Whatever. So now I'm just kind of pissed and jealous because someone's going to end up with a freaking awesome. Birthday. I know. So what else is That's new, Jesse? Good. You're going back to school this week. Yeah. I'm heading back Sunday. Heading back to Pullman. Days. Back to Pullman, and I hear there's some snow there, so I'm not really looking forward to that because, you know, here we're battling the rain and the cold kind of, but there it's quite a bit colder, and I heard there's some snow sitting around, so. Yeah, that there's snow here, dude. Yeah, not looking forward to that. Other than that, not too much has been going on. Just hoping the weather clears up for tomorrow. I just, I just, I just really sincerely hate winter. I, I really do. I mean, I I, I do. <laughs> I, just, I just hate it with a passion. Tell tell us how you really feel, Dan. <sighs> just, I'm I'm just full of disgust over yeah. winter. Oh, Dan, I I did find these. Uh, you mentioned the transmitter glove earlier. Yeah, I do. Got to say, I went down to Cabela's and I found some gloves that where the fingers fold back. Yeah, but the key is the thumb folds back as well. Yeah, but are they what are they made out of wool or something that's really like? Because I have no, a set they're, of those. Comple- they're completely windproof, and I've been wearing them at the field this last week, and I can actually wear them while I fly, which is... I tr- I bought a really? pair. Really? I bought yeah, a pair, and, dude, and they're like, yeah, the, they're they're tight. Yeah, no, they're, they're a little bit... They fit snug, but the thumb folds back, which was really key since I pinch when I fly, so I can actually wear these gloves while I fly, which it helped keep my hands a lot warmer. Well, see, that's interesting. Dan, do you pinch or thumb? I thumb. Yeah, me too. It may be that with the pinching, it doesn't make as big of a difference. Because the problem I had when I tried those gloves, which I think you said the same thing, Dan, is that they're too stiff. They're too beefy. So you're when you when you move your thumb around on the sticks, you don't it it it, it slows the motion. Uh, it these just are, feels these awkward. I don't know how to explain it. These aren't that thick and insulated. They're not, I mean, they're literally, they're not going to keep your hands really warm, but they're windproof. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to play around with those. But anyway. Dan, what did you do this week, man? Dude, I already talked about what I did. Were you not, were you not, not listening? I see how it is. You went first. Dude, I went first this time. Oh, don't. Uh, yeah, you're right. Dude, don't think I'm <laughs> editing that out. Wow. Uh-huh. Edit it then. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Fine. No. <laughs> You've played your card. That's right. Yeah, you don't get a pick. You have been weighed. You have been measured. And judged. You have been found wanting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Je- you're just so used to me going last. So yeah, dude, yeah, I am, dude. I, I, no, I remember I, now. I threw a little loop in there and decided to. Uh, yeah, you flew on the first of the year. It was cold as shit. You hate winter. Oh, now, oh yeah, now you're. Uh, now, you're no. Yeah, it was a joke. So he's I editing mean, that you know. out. So. <laughs> Where's my courtesy laugh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And on that note, guys, it's probably time to go into some news. I suppose. Shit, guys. I think I need to get a new charger. Well, hey, Dan, why don't you head over to Progressive RC and check out that new iCharger 4010 Duo that they got over there. Looks to be a powerhouse. And dude, while you're at it, check out one of his 
charger case combos as well. They're great looking. I know, man. Those things look sweet. I think I'm going to do that right now. www.progressiverc.com. Check them out for your charging needs. This week's news, guys, is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got, Nick? All right, so Gowie's got some goodies coming out. Uh, this is pretty sweet-looking deal. They've got their own servos. Uh, they look to be, I'll just go ahead and judge right off the bat, they almost look like to be maybe some rebranded MKS, possibly, with, eh, I don't know, maybe a Savix case on there. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, uh, they are sized for uh, for the NX4, which is pretty sweet. So we've got the GS, uh, looks like 511 and the GS518 cyclic and tail. Uh, they're not, they are not high voltage. They're good up to six volts. But I mean, really in that heli, I think almost every single person that I know is running uh, 2SLIF EPAC. Um, so I'm guessing that we'll probably start seeing in these in some combo kit options. So what what size servos does that heli take? I mean, are these mini? They're uh, mini. Yeah. Mini servo. Okay. Same yeah. size like a 450 takes? No. Uh, 500. 500. 500. Oh. Next size up. Right. Gotcha. Yep. Um, they've also got their new, uh, the formula head out, which, wow. I, this is a sweet looking head. Now it's not, um, you know, I, I'm not going to say that it's super creative. It's pretty t- traditional. You've got your head block with your, you know, your follower arms on there. But it's just, it's really clean. I like the way that they did the links. They are burly. I mean, burly. They're they're stepped down on the end. Uh, it's just a real clean, real clean setup. And I don't know, have any of you guys seen this picture of it yet? I have not. Yeah, dude. And I got to ask. I, so for the record, I agree with you, Nick. It does look really sweet, but it's hard to see in this picture whether the the grip arms, the link arms are removable, like are separate. They do not look like. Or are they, it looks to me from this angle, like they're built into the head grip. Into which, the grip, yeah. I, that's, that's a big miss if that's true, but. I don't want to judge yet because I can't see. There's another thing that I'm really curious about. Um, I'll have to uh, call up some friends and find out, being that no one around here that I normally fly with has the next seven. You don't have any friends. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Um, So I'll call some of my pretend friends. There you go. And ask them if this thing has a, a teetering feathering shaft on it. Do you see that? The screw in the middle of the yeah, head? Yeah, the I duck? did see that. Is, there, is that a bearing? Or am it I imagining? It looks like a bearing. Yeah, it does look like a bearing. You're right. Which would kind of, I mean, it would still work. It would still, I mean, if there's dampers and a feathering shaft in there, it would still, you know, flap like we would need it to. But I would think that it would make the collective pretty sharp. That's Anyone? really interesting, actually. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. So I don't know, but it's a sweet looking package. I just, I, re- I really like it. Is it and supposed I- to be an overall upgrade for all styles of flying or is it supposed to be a speed head or a 3D head? Because, you know, they use the term formula and I, I, I don't know enough about how Gowie labels things to know what that really means. I 
think it's, you know, I'm sure you could slap a, a lot of titles on it, but it's, in my opinion, it seems like a V2. That would be yeah. kind of... It's I mean, just another formula, just all yeah. Of, yeah, and all around. I think yeah, I think formula just means new and cool. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Probably it. Yeah, which I mean, dude, everything that they've put with the formula name on it, in my opinion, it's just been freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, but I gotta interject, and frankly, your opinion has lost its little, a little bit of its value with me because you bought a goblin. So, <laughs> just saying, just thought I'd, just thought I'd throw I that in think there. We'll be showing up mid next week. It just kind of depends. He he had some family issues, and obviously, it's it's Ellie's always come second right. next to you know family problems. So it, it's no pressure, but I'm thinking next week something huh. like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's see. There's also a new video that Align put out uh, of um, Align pilot Kenny Co. And all they titled this is T Rex 700 EDFC New Power Test. And he's out there flying at, at night at the Align field. And I was kind of like listening to this thing. And he's whooping on it pretty freaking hard. And I do not even hear it flinching. So I don't know what they got up their sleeves. Maybe. Maybe it's that 14S thing we were talking about. Uh-huh. Maybe it's a new mode. I, I don't know. I mean, we really just don't know. Uh, but it's pretty cool. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? What, what could they have up their sleeves power system that they would put out like this soon? We started out with the 700 MX motors, right? And those became really popular. And then yeah. recently, well, I guess not recently, but in the last six or eight months, they did the 750 MX. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking this may be sort of the next step. Maybe it's an answer to the big soda can motors like the KDE. That dude... Yeah, if right. they came out with one, that I would be actually worried if I was. Yeah, dude, now. they oh, yeah. would be a force to be reckoned with because they're always light. That's the big thing. All their motors light are and affordable as well, light and, and really high quality too. I mean, really. Yeah, I haven't had, and I mean, you know, you you read about on the forums people having issues with them, but you're talking. Out of the you know thousands and thousands and thousands of them that are out there, I I've had nothing but fantastic luck. I have a 700 MX and the 750 MX. Yeah, and, and yeah. I I bought them just for that reason because they were lightweight and they were affordable. Yep. So good good luck to them. Maybe it's like an 800 MX or that'd be cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. Sick. So the uh, <laughs> oh. These graphics guys are at it again. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh man, seriously, <laughs> dude, I love it. I I love it. They put out apparently the first rocket-driven helicopter. <laughs> did you guys see this I video? Did. It is awesome. It is awesome. I mean, it's got I, I don't know. It's just freaking hilarious. They take it off into a hover and then go like straight up into a stall turn and this thing fires and it's gone. <laughs> and then they did the one with, it was on a smaller, what was that, like a 500? Yeah. The second one? Yeah, that's what it, it looked was, like. And it looked like the rockets at one point kind of overpowered the aerodynamics yeah, of yeah. the rotor. It started tumbling. <laughs> yeah, and it was tumbling and kind of out of control and they were laughing. Yeah, I, I mean... Dude, the whole white coat thing. Like, I know. It, they totally hammed it up. Totally a fun video. It really they did was. Ham yeah. And 
I think that's why I think their videos are really dumb, but at the same time, they are having so much fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I, I, I'm I'm not above admitting I love watching dumb stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I don't mean that in a <laughs> in a dig. It's a compliment. Uh, no. So it's great. So check that out if if you want a good laugh. Yeah. Uh, so 3D Masters has just announced their new set maneuvers for 2013. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wow. You going to answer? Uh, <laughs> okay. L- let's put this into perspective. And and I like to think that, you know, like stick movement wise, I've always been able to, and I don't know if maybe it's just because of what I do with work or what, but I, my brain dissects stuff easily and understands how it works. So I'm sitting here reading this and I get done with this one maneuver and I have the biggest, just like blank <laughs> stare look on my face where it's like, not only did I just not get that, I don't even have a freaking clue. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand yeah. any of it. So I want to read this one real quick. So this is called the time warp. And this is on a, a three on a K level. So maneuver begin and see if you can follow it. All right. So maneuver begins. Side in hover. I like this. At the lowest height in which the pilot is comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Perform a flat, horizontal, right-hand TikTok. Okay? Okay. Yep. So we're we're nose. We're nose right. Right Right-hand TikTok. But then it's a clock circuit. With a 12-step right-hand rotating TikTok to complete one 360-degree TikTok pirouette. The second half of the eight is a flat horizontal left-hand TikTok clock circuit with a 12-step left-hand rotating TikTok to complete a 360-degree TikTok pirouette. It's so difficult that they even had to explain it again. And, you know, and they draw these little pictures, too. If you look at the article, they draw these little pictures, um, little it 3D still renderings. Sense. <laughs> Dude, it's it's useless. Basically well, it's, it's, what I it mean, is. It, it's the Big Ben maneuver while flown in a circle. It's it's like a Mobius Big Ben. Yeah. Yep. Which, I mean, hello? <laughs> really? They, they lost me at Hover. <laughs> yeah, I had Hover, and then I was and like. And then do a TikTok. I mean, yeah, I, the, I understood in theory what they want me to do, but so it's. Do you know what a big Ben is, Dan? No, I don't. It's a a, a big Ben is a, like a rotating TikTok, but it's one it's one tick. Oh, one right. Tick it's like a four point every, TikTok, but instead of only doing four points, you do right, all right. the positions but, of the clock. Yeah, yeah. So you do that, yeah. that, but then you have to do it in basically like a complete circuit. All the way around from the left out, back in, all the way around on the right hand. So you go skids in to skids out to skids in. And one side of the figure eight, you have to go all 360 degrees around one side of the figure eight while doing the Big Ben one 360 degrees around that entire thing. Wow. Yeah, so it's not like you can just sit there and pirouette and do these while you go around. It has to be one pirouette per one half of the circuit. Yep. Like, dude, really? Wow. 
I, I'm trying to figure out like who are the people that are actually doing this? <laughs> who comes up with this stuff? <laughs> the eight and ten year olds. Yeah, apparently. So yeah, we, there's three new maneuvers up. Um, I'm not going to get into the rest of them because I my brain quit functioning. <laughs> I mean, after that one, short circuit. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. All right. So I've said it once, and I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. Watch out, Minair. Yeah. TSA. They've had some pretty darn good success with the nitro mm-hmm. and with the electric. And they will be releasing the TSA 700G soon. Yep. The gasser. Gasser. Nice. Yep. And this, I, I mean, really, Minair kind of has the monopoly right now with performance gassers. Uh, so this one could could potentially put a dent in it. And I don't, I mean, I know some of the A-Main guys are flying on TSA stuff. Uh, I see, you know, Turex got, I think he's got a, nitro and an electric has anyone heard anything bad about him i haven't i haven't i i haven't heard a single thing but now okay i haven't heard like huge raving positive reviews i just don't think there are enough of them out there yet yeah and i don't think you know it i think and again i i don't know a lot about it but it looks like they did they took the same approach that Minair did, which was to design it from the ground up as opposed to designing an electric right. and then figuring out how to shoehorn the gas engine in there. And yep. I'll be honest with you. I think this is nothing but good news because yeah. the more competition we get out there with these high performance gas models, hopefully yep. the more popular they'll become and we can start to see other brands pick it up too. I mean, I love mine and I'd love for a lot of other people to give it a try and realize how cool they are. How do you know how big the whippy gasser tank is off the top of your head? It is uh, 15 ounces. I need that in CCs, please. In CCs, 30 CCs per ounce. Oh, there you go, Mr. Nurse. <laughs> okay, so, so now, I, now I need a calculator, please. <laughs> God, you want me to smoke it for you, too? I just want to know how many freaking CCs it is. Justin, you're the one with Four, the calculator. 450. Yeah. All right. That's 450. right. 450. 30, 30 cc, if it's 30 CCs per ounce, Dan, yeah. and they're 15 ounces, then it's 450. Yeah. Man. That's right. All right. So this is pretty interesting because this one... Um, I know that was kind of the, you know, possibly one of the complaints with the min air gasser was that it does in, in comparison to other gasters out there, it has shorter flight times. Um, this one is 650 CC. Yeah, this one, it looks like they went, they went closer to what you get out of a 90 size nitro tank. Yeah. And so you're definitely going to get more flight time out of it. Yeah. But but even with the 450 on the whiplash, I mean, you know, it depends on how you fly and how rich you're running it. But you can get anywhere from 7 to 12 or more minute flights doing some pretty serious stuff, not just hovering. Yeah, that's not yeah. bad. So, yeah, this thing this will was get a little, more. It's a little odd, though, that they're only it, it's only OK to run up to 710s on it. I would have. Would have figured they want to, they would have at least gone to, you know, 720s or 730s. Well, it, isn't that the way the other two TSA models are? I, I think mean, so. I'm assuming they're all 710s, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they did what Minair did and shared a lot of parts, you know, which makes the most sense. But yeah, uh, yeah so anyway, I think it's great to see another, you know, schmack gasser in the group. Sweet. And that is it. That's it for news. Anybody else got any news? No talking points this week? Nope. None. Huh. All righty. Nothing here. All right, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. This is Pinion for HeliPros.com. You know, sometimes Pinion is out practicing his low-altitude crop circles, or maybe even some low-altitude smack with a little 3D thrown in for good measure, or maybe even an epic skid bump, and things go awry, and I break a part or two on my precious heli. That is when I need HeliPros.com to come through for me. Because not only do they have great prices, but they have the parts in stock and can deliver them quickly so that I can get back in the air as quickly as possible. And for this, Pinion is eternally grateful. Remember, my friends, HeliPros fly hard because HeliPros has the parts. Yes. Okay, before we start our topic, I have a question. And this question requires some serious thought, and I, you know, I'm I'm going to call Justin on your expertise and and Nick's ability to analyze things and and be able to come up with solution. And of course, Jesse, an engineering student, I got a question, and the question is, why do they make saltine crackers so hard to open? <laughs> oh man really seriously all that and that's what you came up with Uh, that's the question it's been on my mind for two days i tried to open hard to open you've been saving it dude you cannot open those without shredding the packaging they have plastic little no it doesn't work you mean the little plastic tube of saltines yeah doesn't work you have you ever heard of something called scissors come on dude you don't, you don't use on, scissors. To, you don't use scissors to open saltines. You're supposed to be able to pull the seams, right? That doesn't happen. It always rips right beside the seams. I do know what you mean, though. It's that sort of crappy, like almost rubbery plastic. Yeah. What's up yeah, with that? So it doesn't rip. It just kind of like tears, and then it stops it tearing, and then it rips. and then it smashes half of the saltines. Oh yeah, you yeah. crush the yeah. It's like the That's tear only goes know. so far, and then it like stops. Right, and then you got to really pull on it, and then when you do that, everything goes whoosh. This explodes on you. Yeah, what's up with that? And then it pisses me off because when I'm sitting there watching TV, I have to actually look at the tube of saltines to get one out of it. Exactly. I got to go fishing for it. I just, it just, it's been on my mind since last night. In fact, you know what, dude? So just what the lesson? The what's the lesson? Go back to Cheetos. <laughs> Use something yeah. sharp. Or, or or a bag of Cheetos. Yeah. Or, go, or a or bag sharp. of Cheetos. They took, they took all this sharp stuff out of my house. <laughs> Have you tried to bite it? <laughs> I think we've analyzed this question enough. I just, I just, I had to ask. I, I figured with the rocket scientist here and the mechanic and, of course, the engineering student, some, one of you guys would have an answer. But apparently you don't. You're just mocking me and we're going to move on now. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay. We <laughs> All right, guys, so um, that little tangent aside, what we're going to talk about this week is uh, cold weather flying. Now, we've done this in the past, and we're going to take a different approach this time. Of course, we've talked about staying warm, personally, but we're going to focus this time on 
your helicopters and your batteries and your engines and your radios and those other concerns that you have when you head to the field on a winter day and it's cold as shit out there. I'm going to just kind of, I'm going to start it off and let you guys kind of take over, but I want to talk first about confirm or deny. Should you let your helicopters acclimate to cold weather before you start flying? It depends on how cold it is. All right, let's, we're talking cold, below freezing. Confirm. Oh, so like butt cold. Yeah, like really cold. Like, like, <laughs> like not, Montana not like, cold. Not like pussy cold like, over there like you guys get. Montana cold. <laughs> yeah, you do want it. You do want mm-hmm. to take it out and let it, let oh, it uh, acclimate. And I'll, yeah. I'll give you one further, Dan. If you've, uh, if you've got like plastic parts or a belt or something like that, loosen them before you take it out. Because that stuff shrinks, man. And I've seen plastic parts split, belts rip, because you take it out of your 80-degree truck, set it down in 20 degrees, and stuff starts uh, tightening up. How long does that take? How long should you let it sit out there? 15, 10, 20? Yeah, Five? I mean, 10 or 15 is probably fine. All right. Yeah. I usually, by the time... I mean, it's not an issue for me because by the time I get everything out of the truck, actually set up, you know, if someone else is there, you know, you BS for a couple minutes yeah. and you're good to go. So it's not like huge, but you don't want to just sit there with everything hot in the truck, you know, pull it out, set it down, plug it in and, and take off. That's a bad idea. Or yeah, you could really, just keep your helis. It's a bigger problem with belts and with plastic parts. Right. Like the example I'll give, uh, I used to fly logos, logo 500s, 600s. And for those of you you who know about the logo design, the boom clamp uh, pieces are plastic. They're the little clamshells made out of plastic. It's a belted heli, so on and so forth. Um, The first couple of times I went flying that cold, uh, I had the belt tension the way I wanted it to be when I flew it in warm weather. And going out there and letting it shrink, and I should have thought about this, the belt got super, super tight and actually started dragging quite a bit um, and and dropped the efficiency of the drivetrain. I mean, you could hear it spooling up. And then the little plastic clamshells will crack. So I just wanted to get that out of the way right away because that's, you know, that's a question uh, that newer guys have. And, and uh, I mean, I pretty much knew that, but we wanted to talk about that. Let's let's talk about the actual atmospheric differences first before we get into this. You know, we're typically flying, you know, a decent weather during the summer, fall, you know, 70, 80, 90, down to maybe 50 degrees, depending on where you're at. What's the difference in the air? What, it's in, awesome. Does it make for better flying? Oh, yeah. Because it's oh, denser yeah. air, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And, you know, nitros, you got to, first thing you do, if you've been flying it, you know, warm weather and you go into cold, go out a couple clicks and retune it. You want to richen it up and take like the whole, you know, the people who rely on the, the back plate, you know, sticking your finger up in the back plate. You can kind of almost just throw that method out. Right. Yeah. Cause it, I, and I, I know that I have a really cool keychain cause I learned that the hard way <laughs> I, I was tuning it all on temperature and you just don't realize how cold your hands are and then how you know how quickly uh aluminum how quickly it dissipates heat and you walk out there and you've got your finger on the back plate you're 
like, ah, still freaking cold. I'll lean it up a little bit. And then by right about the time you're like, ah, there we go. Now it feels a little bit warm. It's like, (laughs) and too late. So don't just go all on sound, sound and smoke. So does that, does that mean for a newer guy that's learning to get into nitros that maybe wintertime isn't the time to do it? I mean, no, because you, you can no, always err on the rich side. Right, which, yeah. which is what I do even in the summer, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah and it's not a bad idea to learn how to listen to the engine anyway. So you're going to have to learn to tune, I mean, whether you start in the summer or in the winter, so it yeah, shouldn't make too big of a difference. But if, you're, if, you, no. if you can, in the summertime, if you can kind of you know, rely on touch, um, that does make tuning a little easier for those of you yeah. who are looking to get into the nitros. You know. It's the triangle. The magic three. You've got the touch on the button, the sound of the engine, and looking at the smoke. That's, that's what I use. All, th- all three of those. So, yeah, you are kind of at a handicap in the winter because you only get two of those. You only get two. But, you know. But the flight, the flight characteristic, I mean, the rich characteristic is still the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't tune any different. You just can't use that method to check it. No, it sounds the same. It, I mean... It just flies. Your motors have more power. Yeah. Um, you've got more pop out of the blades, bite. I mean, we've had uh, even just the difference between sea level, you know, altitude and humidity. Uh, uh, the guys who live, uh, yeah. like uh, Matt Bodos mentioned it when he comes over to Snohomish. He goes, man, your guy's air over here. Ooh, <laughs> it's just got bite. It's got bite. I mean, right. probably, probably like something you would feel if you added an extra degree of collective pitch or, you know, something like that mm-hmm. to try yeah. to explain it. Let's dive into that a little more in depth. Let's talk about the the relationship of air to fuel and why we need to go to go richer. Obviously, the air is denser, it's thicker, so your engine is intaking more air. Therefore, you need to increase the, the fuel to keep it uh, rich enough. Balanced, yeah. You got yeah. it. It seems to me that my tune is generally decent. I mean, when you guys have flown with me and, yeah, you know, I so I, I don't really struggle with tuning, but I'm never confident in it. Yeah. And I do notice that when I'm flying in the winter, I think I go overboard with the rich because everything just feels so much more sluggish to me because I'm, I'm nervous about, you know, I've already blown up one. Yeah, about going too lean. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Wanna, I don't want to blow up another. <laughs> so. You could, but with where you normally tune yours, you could probably leave yours completely alone all year round, and it would be like, wow, in the winter flies better in the winter. And yeah. I gotta, I gotta tell you, man, that that uh, that ninety one YS, it runs so well, even on the rich side. That's the that's the biggest. Me and Justin were having this we were conversation, just talking about this. Yep. He texted me. He's like, 91 HCR or YS91 3DS. I was like, please, 3DS hands down. How come? I'm like, well, because it's got the most forgiving. The mid-range on it is where, you know, all the power is on YS. It's got so much torque. And it's it creates so much power so early in the rich portion of it that there's really not, I mean, you can go two, three, four, five clicks in the mid range, and it's like okay, it's getting a little better, but but not a ton. Right. So you just l- let it run rich and don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah, perfect engine for winter flying. Yep. What's the other thing that changes as we get cold? The temperature. 
<laughs> no, there's dun, there's dun, one dun. more. There's what, what the else? humidity. Yeah. Humidity. Big difference. So what does that do for us? I mean, if you're running a belted heli, we've already talked about this, and of course I am way behind schedule on getting the promised uh boom grounding for static discharge tech tip up on the website, but that's what you really have to worry about. When you uh when you run in these really cold temperatures, for those of you guys who don't know, um the amount of relative humidity well, rather, let me let me state it again. The amount of water that's in the air drops as a function of temperature. Right. So that, that means that when you are down at 30, 20, 15 degrees, you've got far less moisture, which means the air is less conductive. And that means that you can build up static a lot easier. And that's where a lot of people run into problems, especially if they don't have them grounded at all or they have them grounded poorly. Ooh. That's a good bit of information. Hey, yep. I've never really flown a belt heli, so I've never really worried about it. It's that. a big deal. Like, it's a big deal. It you really will see is. your heli. Yeah. You'll be just sitting there flying, and all along, it'll just, just do one huge twig out. It's yeah. like it's got like instant rickets, and then it's back to normal. And I, I will emphasize that it's not just not having the thing grounded at all, but if you don't have it grounded properly, it'll still get you. I've had that happen on my logo because I didn't do the greatest job of grounding. And yeah, Nick's right. I mean, you'll be doing, you're you're perfectly fine and out of nowhere, the tail kicks like 45 or 50 degrees. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Really important. Really, really important. Just like Justin said, everything's going to be a lot, you know, a lot colder. And so really check, you know, check, make an extra effort to recheck all your screws. And everything for tightness. You know, metal and aluminum expand and contract at different rates. So just you kind of have to put that extra little bit of effort into really watching it. And I know we're going to talk about uh, batteries. And we'll get to that. But don't forget that you do have a receiver pack as well. And then we'll we'll lead that into the battery. There is one other, there's one other question that I've got. And um, I don't know, is there any special considerations we should have with, with our storage of nitro? In other words, our fueling jug, should we let that stay out? Um, say in cooler temperatures when we're at home or bringing it in and out. Does that affect, does that affect the nitro in any way, shape or form? You know, the condensation that might build up. I mean, it's a sealed mm. container, so you really, well, it, I, I don't know. It is, but, you know, I've always, <clears throat> I don't know, Nick, you might be able to to speak to this, but I've always, it's all, uh, here, it, I don't know if it's a, a, a wise tale or just an old rumor, but in the wintertime, we keep our fuel tanks and our vehicles topped off all the time. Yes. And that's a sealed system, isn't it? No. Oh, it's not sealed? It can vent. No. Oh, yeah, it vents, that's right. But it's a one-way yep. vent, isn't it? Uh, no, kind well, kind of, but there's more to it than that. Okay. No, it, 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 air can definitely get in there, but yeah, like I, I don't leave, you know, I, I don't, I'll leave like, you know, a sealed gallon of nitro out in my truck, but I usually bring in, I usually bring my nitro back into the house. So the only time it's going to get, you know, super, super cold is, uh, is actually when I'm at the feet. So no, no real considerations with your with your fuel. No, not so much. 
I mean, I'm sure over long periods of time, but, uh, yeah. I, you know, I burn it before then. So Yeah, I do too, but I usually just keep all my fuel in the boxes until it's ready to rock. So. Yeah. And keeping it out of the sunlight, of course, that's, we all know about that. But that's not really a winter trick. <laughs> yeah. That's just normal standard operating procedure. You know, right. the, the other quick note about temperatures, mm-hmm. uh, again, especially if you've got plastic stuff, don't crash in the winter. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> those plastics get so brittle, they will literally shatter. Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll do a lot more damage, especially if it's a hard impact um, when it's super cold than if it were regular summer temperatures yeah. or even spring for that matter. Yeah, not only the plastics, but the ground is a hell of a lot harder, too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, That's you know, true. You know. Well, where you come from, it is. Where I come from, it's just a pit of mud. <laughs> it's just a mud hole. Yeah, so I'm actually <laughs> crashing into a really dirty-ass pillow. Oh, dude, we're crashing into cement, essentially, when the... Like, right now. I mean, you guys saw that picture I sent you. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, just frozen. one... That's an ice field, dude. It's it's solid. Yeah. Oh, I would not... I, I would love... Kind of part of me wants to, like, to have someone go out there and crash a logo. Because they're, dude, they're spectacular when they crash anyway. But if it was 10 degrees and it hit, it'd be sweet. You know, I I didn't make this picture uh, public. I don't think I did anyway. I don't think so. Uh, I might put it on our Facebook page. A picture of the of the of our flying field on New Year's Day when I went flying. But I told the guys. It's a it's a kind of a quick planker story, but it's really kind of cool. Uh, talking about the flying with the snow on the field. One of the guys brought out a, a I don't know, I think it's like a 74-inch yak or something with like a 180 Sato in there. And um, no skis or anything, wheels. And he's trying to take off in the snow. And it did. It looked really cool because the wheels are plowing through snow and it's throwing the snow up and it's just, it looked really cool. The, the, winter, the winter stuff is definitely different. And then when he landed, it was like... Um, Back when I used to golf, we used to have this statement that, or this term that would, that ball dropped on the green like a drop, or it fell on the green like a drop cat, you know, because it just sticks. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. Uh huh. And so he's coming down and he's going to land, and he literally has to just stall it and let it fall because if it's got any rollout, it's gonna just tumble. Really? Oh yeah. man! <laughs> so it just it just like falls right into the snow and stops within like six inches. Not for us. <laughs> I know, and that's what. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I told him. I said, check this out. I'm not going to struggle with this snow at all, dude. Watch this. And then uh, he wanted me to try to take my helicopter and run it up and down the runway to blow all the snow off. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I'd do it for a small fee. So moving along into the winter flying, we're going to talk now a little bit about batteries. And, and uh, of course, I don't do electric batteries, so electric-powered helicopters, so... I'm guessing uh, with the cold, there's got to be some concerns, some things you do. What are those? What do you do with your electric batteries when it's cold? So, Jesse, since you fly more than anyone here, what what's your normal routine? Um, so, usually I, I charge all my batteries before I get to the field, but then I leave them in the truck usually, you know, while I'm heading to the field. And then once I get there, I pull all my heli stuff out and... Uh, I usually take the batteries out of my truck last. I mean, that's really about the only thing I do just so that the batteries stay a little bit warm. 
Um, and you can tell, I know like, you know, by the end of the day, they've been outside the whole time, the whole time. Um, you can tell the first 30 seconds of the flight, the battery's kind of just getting warmed up. So yeah, not, yeah, not a whole lot. Is that a concern? I mean, can, do you need to ease into it or can, you know, do you need to give the batteries a chance? I would say, yeah, ease into it just a little bit and then also really watch your flight times because the cold can really just, yeah, I mean, it's very easy to over-discharge the battery in the winter. So do you decrease your flight times, your timer in the winter? Yeah, I I do. By 30 seconds or minutes or what do you do there? Uh, Usually about 30 seconds, yeah. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. just to make sure. I mean, it's not every flight, you know, it just varies, but I mean, it's not every flight that I would have needed to decrease it, but. It, it varies. So let me understand. So you've got a battery you, in your house. You've charged it. It's 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 jam packed. If you yep. take that same battery and walk outside and let it sit for half an hour, it's going to register a lower voltage, isn't it? I would think so. I've never actually tested it, but that would make sense. I mean, that's the whole concern, isn't it? Behind. Uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. And then. You know, as it, as it goes through, the temperature of the battery is changing, so therefore the the voltage is going to fluctuate a little bit. And yeah, that that's the concern, isn't it? It over discharge. Are you? Doesn't it kind of mess with the chemistry, Justin? Yeah. So what I was going to say is, so well, okay. First of all, um, uh, the way I do it is a little different than Jesse. I keep them in the car the whole time, and I bring my generator and a heating pad, like what you use on your back or whatever. Um, if you've got a sore back or a sore leg or something, and I just wrap them in that and put it on low to keep them at least sort of room temperature or around there. Mm -hmm. Um, what happens with these things is that when you get below a certain temperature, and I believe that is near freezing somewhere in that range. Yes, it is. Uh, what you will see is that the capacity, the apparent capacity, um, drops significantly. So it's a, it's the the capacity versus temperature is pretty flat from freezing up to you know fairly high temperatures that we'll see at the end of a hard flight, but below freezing it drops off between between freezing and like from thirty two degrees F to like fifteen or twenty F you lose up to forty or fifty percent of the capacity of the pack. Wow. Yeah, and so you can damage the thing. permanently damage that pack. Yeah. If you beat the thing up, then um you're going to keep it warm, right? Because you're discharging that pack. You're running however much current, 50, 60, 100 amps through it, and just due to self-heating, it'll stay warm enough um mm-hmm. in most temperatures, but you don't want it to start cold. Right? No. Cuz it's, you know, Unless gotta remember you're like your C rating on the battery, the total amount of amperage that that battery can put out is, is relative to the capacity yeah. of it. So yeah. if you have a 5,000 milliamp pack, you know, and, and uh, drops 30% just, or whatever. Then. Yeah. You'll lose, you can potentially lose, you know, 50% of the output of the amp rating on output on the pack and your motor doesn't care. Your heli doesn't care. So when you, when you take it off the ground and you immediately proceed to just absolutely beat it and you know, you're pulling 4,000, 5,000 Watts out of that, that pack gets extremely taxed. Right. And then you can actually damage the pack within that first 30 seconds of flight. And like what Jesse was saying, if you just kind of, if, if you're consistently flying and you know, maybe 
maybe you're only flying every 20 minutes on that set of packs, so they're getting time to cool back down. Just bring it up into a hover and light sport fly it a little bit for, you know, 20, 30, maybe 45 seconds to let the pack warm up internally a little bit and then go ahead and beat on it. Yeah, and actually, Nick, you brought up a good point, and I know we're talking about uh, flight packs right now, um, but those of us who are doing the nitro too, and it's obviously we're not going to be drawing the the wattage out of those uh, receiver packs, but we also need to keep in mind that uh, normally in the summer, if we're getting whatever five flights out of your out of your uh, receiver pack, you might want to keep a closer eye on that in the winter as well. Well, yes. and, and quite frankly, Dan, yep. that you bring up a really good point, which is you've got to be more worried with the receiver packs because you're not pushing 20 or 30 or 40 amps out of those for a five or six minute flight. So it's not warming up. So it's, it's not warming, not warming, warming up, up nearly as rapidly. No. So this is kind of what I thought, which I'm not 100% sure if this is true or not. Maybe Justin can chime in but so like i was saying i leave it in the truck so then my first flight of the day the pack is at room temperature as soon as i'm done flying the pack's going to be warmed up from the flight i mm-hmm. throw it on the charger at you know 4c does charging i i assume that charging the pack like that current is still flowing through the pack so the pack is going to stay warm and oh yeah since i have yep. two flight since i have two flight packs i'm either flying one or it's charging and then as soon as it's done charging, it goes right in the heli. If you do that, you're yeah. good to go. You're, yeah, like, you're good so, to go, dude. Absolutely. Beat on it. Absolutely. But it's yeah, that, so that, you know, you stop, you grab a bite to eat, you're BSing with your buddy, and you're thinking in your mind, I'm still getting good flights, and maybe you throw your nitro in for the mix. Yeah. You know, do a flight with the nitro, do a flight with the warp, and then all of a sudden you turn around, and the reality is it was 40 minutes since you last flew that one set of packs. Yeah. Well, out in 25-degree weather, that pack cools down fast. And oh, that's yeah. why I bring my my heating pad, because you know how it goes. If there's someone else out there, even though it's cold, you're going to BS. Oh, yeah. And there's going to be more time between flights than usual. So Something tells me Jesse doesn't do that. Something tells me Jesse goes to the field, and that's all business. Yeah, yeah he doesn't He call. goes to the field to fly. Yeah. I know, Justin, you probably <laughs> sit on that heating pad and warm your diner up. <laughs> <laughs> what you Come on, run now, an, man. Run an extension cord out to the flight line. Did you just say joiner? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be one of my new favorite words. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Warm your joiner up. <laughs> <laughs> your joiner. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. That, that's yeah, the politically cool. correct. Person. Yes, that's exactly what I use the heating pad for. <laughs> Dude, I, I, Multi, multi-purpose tour. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I had one out there, and I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to sitting down on it, warming the junk up. I mean, it's all good. <laughs> you, go. you, you don't have a giant or you have junk, huh? Yeah, I have junk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it's, I just I have this impression that uh, Jesse's got like a regiment and he gets there and he's like, I've got two hours at the field. That means I have to be flying. flights. Yeah, I'm like, uh-huh. well, hey, hey, you know, that's a really, really good point, Dan, though. If I think that's something you you need to be mindful of when you're flying in, in, in extreme cold, you really only have a given amount of time. It's not like a normal day where you can cruise out to the field and you can pretty much stay as long as, you know, either A, you have daylight or B, you have attention span for desire to fly. 
after a certain amount of time out in the cold, it doesn't matter how much you're flying or how much fun you're having. You, your body can only take so much. Right. You know, even if you, your fingers just get to the point where you just can't get them warmed up or your feet or your nose starts running. So well, speak, speak for yourself, Nick. Speak enter the yourself. heating pad. <laughs> Jesse's heart. Goes. Yeah, no, exactly. Enter the heating pad. And that's, I mean, yeah. So kind of keep that in mind. When I go out, I'm like Jesse. I am there. Staying flying keeps me warmer, keeps me moving, keeps the packs warmer. And then all, you know, I actually fly more when it's that cold. Cause yeah, all, all our BS in is while someone is flying. Like, yeah. Absolutely. We're, we're talking to each other while we're flying. So. Yeah, it's weird. It's the only time that we get out there and actually will fly like 100% side by side. Like, doesn't matter who else is flying because it's like, dude, yeah, it's so freaking cold. I've got like three hours before I just don't want to be here anymore. And I, you know, the you got to get it in. Got to get it in. Got to get those fights. No, that's that's good because, you know, we don't really talk about these these aspects of of the cold weather flying and, you know, everybody kind of handles their batteries a little bit differently. Yeah. What, what other considerations um, when it comes to those electrical systems? Do we need to do anything or watch anything else like the, 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 in the power system motor, the ESC? Are there any things we should watch out for or when it's cold? I don't really think so. The, the winter is kind of a blessing for the electric power systems. Right. I think because they just, they get so much more cooling, you know, your system that runs fantastic in the winter, all of a sudden when you go to Montana and it's like a hundred and freaking hot out, <laughs> it's uh you run into <laughs> hundred freaking hot. Yeah. That's, that's hot. hot, dude. Yeah, it is hot. That is and, hot. And there's bugs because the bugs, you know, they, they affect a lot of things. Dude. Uh, Dude, look, I was in Washington one year. I was at a family reunion, and you guys have these beetles that are like three inches long and fly. Okay? We do? We do? Yeah, you do. I We saw them. We don't have shit like that in Montana. You might have them where you guys live, but they were in the Spokane area. Must have been. Yeah, see, so you're close to those Idahoian people. They oh, they're, they're Idaho bugs? Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. Sure. I, should, I can keep making it up as I go. They eat potatoes. And, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> these, these beetles were huge, dude. They were I, like, I never see bugs in Washington. Nah, we don't have, they drowned. It, they it all drowned too much. That's, yeah, that's, we true. got, now, hey, if you need a slug or a dozen, dude, there lots, of those, lots of earthworms. Oh, earthworms and slugs galore. <laughs> okay. But nothing that flies in the air. Not really. Bug-like. All right. So we've kind of talked a little bit about the nitro and a little bit about the batteries. And I, and I kind of think that a lot of these, especially the electric talk, kind of rolls over into like the radios. And, and we don't... I, I got I to gotta assume that the radio is probably the most neglected piece of equipment that we have. Don't you guys think? I mean, it's the, the one thing we don't really ever think about. No. Do you guys do anything special other than, uh, you know, you got your radio gloves, but... Do you do anything with that battery in the winter? What do you guys, I mean, what do you guys do? I, do, I don't, really. <laughs> I don't. I bring an extra one yeah. just in case. Yeah. But, you know, I usually always have an extra pack. Uh, I just, the big thing is I always try and keep with where we live. It can be freezing cold and all of a sudden it's raining. Like five minutes later. Right. So I always try and set my radio down out of habit of somewhere where it's a little bit shielded. Because once you get your radio wet a little bit, 
you'll get that condensation in the screen. And dude, it takes forever to get that out. So tell me this. Um, do you guys keep, you guys all keep your heli stuff in, in the, your rooms, in your heli rooms, in your house, right? So it's always relatively warm where you keep your helis. Yes. I so. keep mine in my garage. But you heat the garage, right? Kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's not, when it's freezing outside, it's not freezing in the garage. It's insulated. Okay, so is there any anything we should keep in mind, you know, bringing the helicopter into the house, or the radio into the house, and going back out into the cold? I mean, that's where condensation builds up. I keep mine out in the trailer, but I keep my trailer in the winter at about 45 degrees all the time. Unless, yeah. Unless I'm out there. And then I'll See, I would have a whole different... I mean, if my stuff was outside, like, let's say in your trailer, but not heated at all, I would have a completely different regiment because everything would be just so cold when you got to the field. Right. Like, I, I, I mean, to the point where I would almost put, fire up the generator and heat the entire trailer and heat everything up inside there before I even attempted to pick anything up and fly. Yeah. Well, that's like what we were saying last weekend at the field. It's not only the weather that kills your hands, but everything you touch is freezing cold. Yeah, and that's what I noticed. Yeah. Yes. So it's like yeah. that really gets my hands more cold than during a flight. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I was sitting there just trying to get, uh, like, trying to get mine started, you know, and holding on to the head because you, you know, you get all ready, you get your transmitter glove all ready, transmitters in there, you got your heli, it's powered up. It's like, okay, let's get this thing fired up. So you take your gloves off. And then you grab the head of the heli, and if it doesn't start, all of a sudden you you realize, oh my gosh, I've just been holding on to this, you know, freezing aluminum head for the last 20, 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then you kind of have to start all over with the, okay, now I got to walk back over. Yeah. But those, man, the heaters, they're just, I, I still, I just love my propane heater. I could not fly without that yeah. propane. I need to get one of those. I do too. I do too. It is the best. I mean, they're dirt cheap. And I go through, I want to say two, a tank and a half to two tanks a winter. So yeah. we're talking 30 bucks, maybe, yeah, you know, for all winter flying. And yeah. man, to be able to just warm your face up or warm your hands up or, you know, uh, it's priceless. Absolutely. I want to talk a little bit, and this really has nothing to do, well, it, it kind of does, but I, I just want to make a quick mention especially when we're talking nitros and, you know, you guys are going to be experimenting maybe with the radio gloves since we're talking about radios. And um, it's just, it's a little bit of a tangent, but probably something that most of us know, but for maybe some newer guys, before you experiment with a radio glove, just make sure you've got your starting procedure down. <laughs> maybe that's a good idea because you know it it happened to every one of us i i'm sure it happened to these guys i know it happened to me the first few you know you're just learning the helicopters especially with nitro you might have a hot, hot start and you need quick access to the radio should that happen mm-hmm. so yeah. if you're new and you're just starting out with nitro be sure you have that procedure down uh, one quick thing you can do in case of a hot star is hold onto that head and just pinch the line if you have no other recourse. That's probably the quickest way. Um, but sometimes if uh, you do have a bit of a hot start, you can just reach over and flick a uh, your your gimbal that might have been pushed up inadvertently or something. Yeah, it's a good point. Because I don't start with throttle hold on. I don't. Oh, oh really? really? 
Really? Probably not a good idea, but I've always had issues with it because I've always needed to give it just a little bit of throttle sometimes and sometimes not, especially the first start of the day. I don't hmm. I no, I don't use throttle hold when I start my nitro. Hmm. hmm. You guys do? I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, unless it won't start. And that's that's the only time. If I can't get it started, then I will flip back into normal and mess with the throttle a little bit. Well, part, I just use endpoints. Part of the reason I don't, Nick, is because um, right now I have my I have my hold set a little bit above idle, just because I've been practicing autos, mm-hmm. and so my hold would be. Kind of a not really a hot start, but more than I'm comfortable with. A warm oh, okay. start. Yeah, warm. not it, it's not really going to grab anything, but um, it will grab it a little uh, if I had it in throttle. But that's and I just have never really taken it off that setting because I'm lazy. Makes, so, well, hey, you're honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty, guys. What other considerations should we take in mind uh, when we're thinking about cold weather flying? And our equipment. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Watch setting stuff down. Oh yeah. That, I've learned this lesson more than a couple times. Um. Yeah. Watch the tables when you get out there. If your flying field has tables, Slip. you just don't think of it. Yeah. You're setting stuff down. I've. You'll very easily knock a heli off the table, or you set your radio down for a split second, and you pick it up, and the back of it soaked. Or it is slid off. Slid off. That actually happened. Um, not to me. Um, one of the guys at the field on when we went the other day set it on the table, and it slid right off onto the ground. Hmm. Ninety three. Ninety three oh three. So. Ooh. Yeah, and it uh, no longer works. <laughs> so. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. See, even if it did work, I'm not sure how comfortable I would be after a radio slid off of a table. That's true. I actually, uh, you, you know, um, you guys know you've seen my scooter. Um, I've got that little bracket on the front that I hang my radio on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, one time I pulled my tr- scooter up into the trailer and forgot that I left my radio on that bracket and um, proceeded to drive home. Oh, no. Yeah, it... Uh, mm-hmm. You know that trailer kind of acts as a springboard, I, and the, you know when it's the the scooter's at the very back, and it doesn't hold it good enough. And I walked into the trailer after I got home, and I'm like, "Why is my radio in two pieces?" <laughs> yeah, I literally fell off there, and it broke the antenna and broke uh, some switches off. I had to send the um, whole radio in to get fixed. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Got to treat those radios with respect. That's for sure. All righty, guys. Well, you know what? Have fun when you're out there flying in the winter. Stay warm. Take care of your equipment. And uh, don't worry. Summer will be here soon. (laughs) Yeah, take it easy on yourself, too. Don't get too bummed out. Like around here with the, man, the visibility and it's just so dark and, and gloomy. The sky, it's really hard to see everything, even, you know. Even I throw a canopy on then. You're just trying to maintain, you know, and that's, trying not to fall off that table. Exactly. And that's that's where finding your finding out who's locally hosting indoor flying, 
you'd be surprised. Um, that those those are common. If you go down to your local hobby shop, you might be surprised. You might find somebody doing that in your area. You might be the only heli guy there with your MCPX or your your, your Nano or your Axe One Hundred, whatever you got. But nonetheless, um, it's a great way to keep your chops up. Over there. You know, guys, one of the best things about being in our position is the ability to give back to our listeners. And lucky for us, Gen's Ace Batteries shares the same ideas. Just for you, they're offering a 10% discount code on all their batteries. That's right, guys. So head over to www.hobbyparts.com, enter in the code RCHN10 at checkout to get that 10% discount on your next order. What else do we do to keep our chops up in the winter? Build. We sim. Dan sims. Dude, I have been simming all week long. I have proof. Oh, yeah, dude. There are people coming into the... I'm hosting sessions on Real Flight. If you happen to see RC Heli Nation and you're a Real Flight user, the password is always going to be Heli Nation, just so... We can keep the Zeppelin guys out, you know, the big blimp. <laughs> but we've been, um, man, we were, we simmed for three hours last night. Holy cow. Oh, man. I'm messing around. We were doing auto contests um, and just all kinds of stuff. Learning, you know, we were challenging each other to do uh, just various other little things. It's been, it's been quite fun. And I got to tell you that, that, that shit is starting to pay off. In the sim, it's starting to pay off. I don't know yet if it's translating. But things that I've been struggling to do over the past while, um, in the last week, now I'm doing them. So nice. Yeah, See, and I feel you're like I got to pick up real flight. Fun. You might be hooked. Well, and that's the thing. We're 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 we were having a good time, and I got to tell you the the um, I don't know. I don't remember the the in sim or whatever they call it the voice chat in phoenix it seems to me it wasn't very good and um i don't remember but it just seems to me we never used it we would always it use isn't. skype or some other you know ventrilo or something but the in real flight it's really good you can really hear everybody really well you're telling <laughs> i'm gonna whine <laughs> That's now what i'm saying dude i gotta go and pick up yeah. real flight now dude, look, i know and that freaking pisses me off here's it, the here, i know here's the thing dude the the autos in dude i have just been practicing those just so intently and the autos in in real flight they are not easy to do they are not they they're nothing like phoenix you know phoenix you know of course if you guys go and do what you guys do and adjust this and add this and take away that you can get it to go that way but if you go into the real flight and the only the only thing we're doing, the only thing I'm doing, with the recommendations from a few of the guys that are coming into the into the sessions, is turning the power down and turning the head speed down. Mm-hmm. So, so it's really? not so incredibly powerful. And uh, so it feels like your heli. No, it, it feels perfect. <laughs> My heli doesn't feel perfect, right? <laughs> but it does. It it it. I've got it to where it feels like it's got a very similar roll and flip rate. And it feels 
you know, in autos, it feels really close to what my heli feels like. Hmm. And um, we're just having a good time. I mean, and that's uh, that's the difference. I've never really, I've never really experienced. I'm not gonna lie. When I'm doing sim by myself, I quickly grow bored of it. But there's a downside for me, and that is when I'm in a sim with a bunch of people. I have a tendency to not really practice the things I should be practicing. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's it more of a let's to focus. It's let's yeah. just have fun, and but that's what breaks it up too. I mean, yeah. that's that's what can break it up for you. You know, day day after day of just training can get very monotonous, but those days can be fun. So you know, don't be afraid to mix those in. Uh, I had a chance. There's a we have a listener who's also involved with the RC Today podcast. His name is Phil. And uh, he came in uh, into our chat room the other day, and he said, "Hey Dan, let's go. We should do real flight one day." And I said, "Let's go do it right now." And so we get to talking, and um, it was kind of fun because he's pretty active with that podcast. And of course, you all know I listen to that podcast, so uh, it was kind of fun to make that connection. And mm-hmm. I've been having a lot of fun with Phil. Uh, hasn't been in the hobby for too long. Really good flyer, and really. He's, well, on the same anyway. I've never seen him fly in person, but very knowledgeable guy. Kind of, kind of fun to hang out with. Cool. So I've been simming, and you guys have been missing out, except for Jesse. Jesse, of course, he's been doing his thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. All by all by himself. <laughs> all by myself. You're used to that, though, right? Of course. <laughs> so let's see. Another thing I want to talk about. Uh, of course, um, we have been talking about this compass 360 warp so justin it turns out we learned a lesson this week man yeah you're right dan we sure did learn a lesson uh one of our listeners was kind enough to uh look into some of the issues surrounding online raffles and uh, brought it up to us and when we looked at it it turns out that we agreed with his interpretation so what we're going to do is actually change the raffle from a raffle to a giveaway it's it's important for us to be open with the listeners and and the thing of it is is our intentions were completely uh we we had no we had no idea we would never do anything like that uh, had we known uh, we did learn a lesson that's the important thing got to learn lessons in life yep and i just wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit and say for those of you who did enter the raffle all of those monies have been refunded. You got you got a refund back. You know, we need to kind of start fresh with this. And I kind of grappled with Justin yesterday about it. I, I was like, well, these guys have already done what they needed to do to enter. But the simple matter of the fact is we have to start fresh with this. We have to cancel that other one out and just completely start over. Mm-hmm. So then we went ahead and decided to come up with a bit of a contest in place of the raffle. So we're the raffle's completely gone and done and over with everybody's been refunded so justin go ahead and tell them what they got to do now sure dan so what we're going to do is for the new giveaway we're actually going to hold a photo contest and we're going to ask that the listeners post a photo of themselves in their heli in a weird or odd or crazy location anything that you can think of be creative you can use photoshop um, you can you can go wherever you want, do whatever you want. Let's just see how imaginative and creative you guys can be. And we'd like it to be posted on our forum. So if you go to www.rchelynation.com, 
you can go to our forums and you'll find in the main forum, there's a new Compass Warp 360 giveaway sticky post. And that's where everyone's dumping their pictures. Sounds good, guys. So again, we apologize for the miscommunication for those of you who entered and we're looking forward to that. We're just as bummed out as you. But the simple matter of the fact is we have to follow the rules and uh, those are the rules. So we're going to follow them. Absolutely. And hey, Dan, you know what? Um, one more thing is that we're going we're gonna to restart the clock on this one. And when we announced it previously, we said we were going to do a month from that announcement. It's going to actually be a, a month from today that episode 67 is released. So you guys got a good amount of time to get creative and show us what you can come up with. So essentially, guys, you'll be hearing who won this probably the second show in February. We'll let this run till the into the first week of February. The second show, probably the mid-February, you guys will be getting the announcement. And if you want to keep up on, you know, who's who's doing what and how creative they're getting, we've already got a couple creative ones. Go check it out on the forum. If those of you who have signed up for the newsletter, there's a link to it. And um, I would suggest you do that. You never know what you might, what else you might find in that newsletter. Might well, not be. only sign up for it, but maybe go take a look at the last one. If you know, find it. Especially, yeah, go go take a look. Might want to do that. Might want to do that. I, you know, I just just saying. There might, I don't know. <laughs> it might be worth your time. Might not. I don't know. And, and thanks again. <laughs> I just cannot stress. Thank you, thank you to uh, to Compass and Nankin Hobby, uh, Dave Kettle Hut. You guys freaking rock, man. Yeah, that's yeah. that's incredible. And it's so fun to be able to do these kind of things with their assistance. It's just a lot of fun. We just love being able to do things like this for you guys. And, and you know, obviously they enjoy doing it too. And so it's just like, it's awesome. Yeah. Even though it is a compass. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Nothing, you nothing's ha- perfect, I, I'm, Dan. I am going to go to bat for them on this freaking heli. It is awesome. Uh, yeah. It's oh, right hey. up there on my, like, uh, on my, ooh, with, like, the NX4. Really? Yeah. It's wow. that awesome. That's it surprising, just, Nick. It blows the rest of the 450s out. Done. There's no other option for me. Have you flown it yet? No, I haven't. He hasn't let me. <laughs> What? <laughs> I haven't Come asked on, though Jesse? because I didn't. I didn't want. It's freaking sweet. I'll, I'll doink it. I just know it. I see. You just don't want to crash it. I get that. <laughs> I'm the same way when it comes to flying other people's shit. I'll let other people fly my shit all day long, dude. It's you know what's weird is uh, I. It never bothers me to fly someone else to something. I just never ask. I've never been one to ask ever. But I'll fly anything if someone hands me the transmitter. I don't care. So guys, you uh, you might have noticed we um, we went live with the forum last week. Did you know that, Nick? For show, sure. dude. <laughs> this this is so fun because it. Uh, I I literally like sit and wait for posts <laughs> so I can <laughs> respond. Yep. You're not supposed to admit that. <laughs> That's how excited I, I am about openly it. admit it as well. It's just so much fun to see the interaction and to watch the listener, or not the listener base, I guess it would be. Uh, I would assume that some of these guys are listening, but um, the user base 
just growing like beyond anything I ever imagined. And, and just to see the participation and the growth, it's just amazing how quickly it's happening. You know, and, and to add to that, Dan, also the, the users have been really quite outwardly supportive and constructive with their feedback. Um, people haven't gotten bent out of shape about any of the, you know, like we said before, it's not perfect. We're amateurs at that. We've got a little help, but, um, we're slowly but surely working on fixing issues or improving stuff. And these guys are really, really cool about it. Lots of really good PMs and, and emails, uh, very encouraging from all the people that I've spoken with. So we really do appreciate that. Yeah. And that is that is relieving to me because um, when you are doing something like this, you kind of lose track of, you know, you see the progress, but then you kind of sometimes forget the little things that are kind of holding you back that are just little, but something that a, a user coming in will notice right away. Yeah. And um, yep. for the most part, everybody's been very, like Justin said, very proactive in telling us, you know, what they're noticing in, in a positive way, which is very, very awesome. And on that note, I would like to say welcome to two new team members that are helping us out with that. Uh, Michael, of course, he's known as Helia on our, uh, he's a listener and now a, a moderator on the forums. And of course, Steve Graham. Yeah. These guys yep. are, you know, we, we had a, and of course, Dieter is also a mod as well, but he's he's kind of been part of the crew for a while now. But these guys, you know, we 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 kind of looked at how they responded to various things and 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 the way they've posted, and you know, we had a short list, and these guys ended up to be the top two, and and um, very pleased with with their you know, accepting this daunting task of who knows what right now, you know, who knows what it's going to grow into, but it could eventually turn into a pretty big job for these guys. So yeah, thank you guys for accepting that. And, uh, we look forward to, to seeing where it goes. I'm pretty excited about the whole thing, to be honest with you. We've got a couple of hoodies left guys. We've got, we do. yeah, they're real limited. I think we got three left. We've got oh, okay. um, wow. We've got a I, from memory. Of course, I just updated the inventory on our webpage. You, you can go check. But from memory, I believe it's uh, one small, and they are small. I, I just don't even know who could wear that. Maybe Char- <laughs> maybe Charlie. <laughs> and then uh, I think I think two two XLs. But to go check on our webpage, you'll see the hoodie link and the picture. Just go look. And um, we're we're trying to figure out how we can make more of those happen because we've been getting a lot of people to say that have been telling us that they kind of missed out on that um, for whatever reason. And now that they see them, now, now that they, they see them, people are putting up the pictures. Like, oh, well, yeah. I want one. And you know, it's it's not an easy thing to do. We found out, <laughs> so. We are we are looking at our options here to kind of figure out how we can maintain more of a steady inventory of those and not necessarily, you know, you know, keep ten thousand dollars worth of shirts on hand type thing. So yeah, 
And then also, too, on top of that, guys, uh, we are looking at three or four different shirts that we're going to be... Um, I'm not sure when those are going to be available, but probably in a few months we'll we'll start having stuff like that. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll make sure that you guys are stocked up when springtime comes. Absolutely. And we're also looking at getting some stickers, too. A lot of people have been asking for stickers. Yeah. That's always a fun thing. Everybody likes to put stickers on over. I'd like to get some of the RC Heli Nation stickers to put on my canopies, dude. Dude, I am a sticker whore. <laughs> yes, so I you am are. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it doesn't even matter what the sticker is anymore. It just needs to be plastered <laughs> with stickers. I don't know why. I used to love to keep my stuff pristine, but... Jesse and Nick are kind of like that, too. I saw their charging outfits. outfits. Oh, yeah. My charging case is just plastered. Charging outfits. That's, my, that's probably the wrong word for that, isn't it? Yeah. Char- charging yeah. outfits. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you have weird terms sometimes. Uh, yeah. They're charging rigs. Is that better? Charging yeah. rigs. Make it sound a little manlier. A little more manlier. Also, too, yeah. uh, just a quick mention... Uh, one of our listeners, uh, Mark, he just got his first fusion. Dude, good luck with that. He's been posting a thread on that on our forum. You know, I'm excited. I, I, um, you guys remember? You guys remember when you got that first kit, right? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and anytime you get to kind of relive that vicariously through somebody else, it it just totally brings it back, doesn't it? For me, it does. It's like, oh man, that excitement. I can just feel it. It's awesome. It sure does. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of. Like been the nicest part about uh, about starting the forum is it, it's kind of like I almost feel like it's a whole start over. You know, I it, it's really brought me back to remembering what it's like to be new, you know, and be involved with with new people. And I, I wish that I could do it more, right. but um, yeah. So it's just kind of nice. I know what you're talking about that excitement. Yeah, he posts that picture up of the kit and i'm just like oh man i totally remember that when it shows up in the mail and this big box shows up and you're just like oh my god and you open up all these you got all these plastic the bags full of parts and you're just like manhandling them you know yep yeah and you're just <laughs> tons of metal and carbon fiber and you're, oh, you're like pushing the parts up against the plastic you don't really kind of want to open them yet right you just you're pushing them up like, so you can really look get at a them. good look at them yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> just for like that could go on for an hour, you know. Dad, are you, you going to need a moment? I think I might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to get a new seven hundred. Ooh, yeah, huh. electric, an electric dot, 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 an electric. Yeah. Are you going to reveal that or what? I don't think so, because I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, I well, don't. That's... I uh, well, first of all. Let me do. Let me tell you this. I, I'm not. I don't have any intentions of buying anything soon because I don't like to buy when I can't go fly. And it's winter. The I I don't want to build a helicopter and be so excited to fly it and wake up every morning and rush to the window to see what's going on. So in reality, it's going to be probably two months. You know, when the weather starts to break a little bit. Because let's be honest, it's not that far away, truthfully. And it's going to start breaking again, you know. But but then well, you're going to be all piled up because you're going to have to build a 700 class electric and an NX4 at the same time. Dude, I could build a helicopter. Exactly. I can build a helicopter in a day. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. I, dude, no, you can. I, I've done it. 
<laughs> one, one night. He's he's the he's the king of that. He'll come. He'll drive all the way over from Pullman, like six hours. Show up at my house at like ten. Work work for like four hours till two o'clock in the morning. I gotta go home and get some sleep. I don't feel very good. And then he'll go home and he'll finish it. <laughs> yeah, I won't, I won't even go to sleep. I'll just yeah. I struggle. Yeah. I do the same thing. I struggle. I can't. It's like I can't stop. It's like the next step always. I need to get to the next step, and of course, then I'm there, and then it's the next step, and then it yeah. just kind of it keeps going. Because we are children and addicts. Guess addicts. what? Yes, I cannot build a heli that quickly. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. surprise me. <laughs> it doesn't. No, dude. You, if you only knew that, there's a reason that I laugh a lot when he says that because. What, why does it take you so long? I, you know, that's you know, the I don't eternal know. question of all yeah, time. The, what the hell takes him so long? I don't maybe know. I, maybe I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just slow. Attention to detail. But dude, <laughs> it's a helicopter. I, yeah, it's like you've done it a thousand times, man. Oh yeah, I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I'm a lot speedier nowadays than I was in the beginning, but generally speaking, that's been a running joke between Nick and I is that I am slow. Here's what I have pictured in my head. I have you, okay, so you dump all the the fasteners and then you put them in your acetone or whatever you use and yep. and then you pick them up. I I just have this picture of you grabbing a, a like a magnifying glass. <laughs> and looking no, at the but I do get I out do. the caliper, measure them. Um, <laughs> okay, all yeah. right. No, now that you brought that up, oh you're right. God. I do take all the fasteners, I dump them into the cleaning solution, shake the crap out of them, right? Dump them out, and then I go through each and every fastener, put the hex driver in it, and thread it in and out of a paper towel a couple of times. Well, yeah, we all okay. do that, yeah, don't we? Yeah, but Justin. Like out of the field, I don't know. Maybe it's different at home, but you easily get distracted. Well, I also have an, an on top of the magnifying glass. I have this picture. So you're you're you, well. You just told us you you put it in the clean solution. You then yep run it in and, and then you. I have this picture of you lining them up, like in order. Yeah, so. I do do that. <laughs> I, I I sit them on their heads. <laughs> exactly. Hey, and I group them by size. Yeah, I, I think he said Justin. it. You said doo-doo. You said doo-doo. You said doo-doo. Oh, I did say doo-doo. <laughs> Man. You guys notice I haven't said that for a few weeks. Point for me. <laughs> it's just a little game that I'm playing with myself, so just don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick won, everyone else zero. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you know what we forgot to do last week, guys? We forgot to give everybody our email addresses last week. Oh, yeah. I realized that when we were editing it, and I thought, uh, screw it. No one wants to email Nick anyway. I'll go ahead and do that this week. How does that sound? Should we do that? All right. Week? That's Let's cool. do it. Yeah. If you wanted to get in touch with me, you could do that at dan at rcalienation.com. You could also do that at, uh, I guess my user, you know what? My username is different on our forms. I should change that, shouldn't I? Anyway, you can get me at on our forums at Dan. <laughs> pretty. <good. laughs> it pretty just doesn't good. sound right. Uh, yeah, I need to change that. Anyway, uh, also the other various forums, you can reach me at Dan K. Reed. And um, Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? 
uh, you could most certainly shoot me an email at nick at rchelynation.com or you can catch me on our forum exclusively as Nick. <laughs> the, yeah. Isn't that weird? It's, it's, it's kind of anticlimactic, isn't it? It is kind of anticlimactic. It's just like, yeah, it is. Nick. Okay. Yeah, well, that's where you're going to get me. And that's really about, truthfully, that's about the only place, two places you're going to get me anymore. Amen, brother. And Jesse, if I want to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Uh, the best way to, would be to shoot me an email at jesse at rchelynation.com and as well as on our forum as Jesse. And Justin, how would I do that? You could send me an email at justin at rchelynation.com or catch me under Justin at our forums. And quick note, the guys who've been emailing me about technical questions, thank you. I love it. But bear with me because there are a lot of emails and I'm still trying to get through them all. And Justin doesn't yeah. Justin doesn't read very well. Just thought it no. Be, he's slow. We, I mean, About we just, as slow as building a heli. Yeah, we just demonstrated that. Yep. He goes through and also too, be prepared. He's gonna he's he's gonna go over your grammar and spelling. Yeah, so when he sends it back in the reply, <laughs> it probably won't be the original. <laughs> Qu- your message won't be quoted. It'll be edited. <laughs> You know, what, on I'm a side note, your next I've email. made some slight modifications. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just went ahead and took the liberty to, uh, you know, correct all your grammar. And uh, <laughs> I got halfway through, but the non-uniform font was just too much. It was I too couldn't, much. I, I couldn't, couldn't read it. Be an idea. I, the point wasn't getting across because your commas were all messed up, and you used your ellipses all wrong. Yeah, can yeah. you rewrite that? You used four <laughs> dots in an ellipse. It's supposed to be three. <laughs> Which, by the way, everyone, I have personally received that comment from him. You do know that there's three dots correctly in an ellipsis, right? I'm like, okay, first off, I don't even know what an ellipsis is. (laughs) Second, the number of dots resembles how long I pause when I would say it. Exactly. So, So, But on a side note, I know we give Justin crap about this, but I got to tell you. It is so nice to have somebody that is willing to go through and make it's sure a professional. all that, that because it if you guys saw like when we do like an article or whatever the, the raw it, it's like it's like you've just made a visit to Sesame Street yeah. and, and, <laughs> and 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 maybe hooked on phonics should have been read before before we did the post. I just I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, guys. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Have a good week. Oh, I got some other news first. God. <laughs> oh, Damn man. it. All right. Out with it. Um. All right. So I know I've been talking about having Bert camera on, and I finally did make the connection with Bert and. Not a good month, January. Apparently, he's going to be spending a lot of time overseas working on various projects of some sort, probably. So we're going to be looking to have him on probably in February. But this, just today, I got in touch with, uh, you guys might recognize this name, Daryl Bell, Big D. Big Uh, D. Big D. Oh, yeah. Asked him if he'd come on, and he was like, absolutely, I'll come on. Just tell me when. So we're going to try to get something together this week with him. I don't. It'll probably just be an interview. We'll probably do it midweek. You guys will be able to check that out. Uh, I mean, I can't promise it'll be on next week, but 
uh, it all it's scheduling. Got to get that all worked out. So soon, look for that soon. And that's it. Finally, <sighs> finally, are you done yet? So there it is, guys. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We will see you next Monday. And a one and a four and a ching chong potato. (laughs) This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send us an email using the Contact Us link on the homepage. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a Donate Now button on our homepage as well.